Hi, welcome back to Taking On OT. I'm Nicole. And I'm Makayla. And I wanted to say happy OT day. Happy OT day. (laughs) Yeah, so sorry, it's been a while (laughs) since you've heard from us. We've been dealing with school and everything, but uh, we were planning on doing every third week on Tuesday. And with that plan, uh, we would have skipped OT day, but we wanted to be able to put out an episode this day. So that's why we just waited a little bit longer as well. We'll make it worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So um, in today's talk, we're going to talk about just the application process, um, the research info like that we did for the schools, the OTCAST, which is O-T-C-A-S, the website that you do use for um, all your applications, the GRE and FAFSA, which is financial aid. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different ways you can uh, research information for schools that you might be interested in. I mean, I know we did a, a couple different ways. Yeah, so I think I just posted something on social media that I was applying or if somebody knew anybody that was in any schools and then somebody I went to high school with reached out to me and said, oh, I actually made a friend and she's in she made a friend in undergrad, and then she's in a program right now. Do you want me to, like, set you guys up? So there's a few people, and then from that girl, she also set me up with another person who's going to a different school. So I was able to get info from both of them, how they got into the program, why they chose it, and how they're liking it so far. Yeah, I I used people as resources as well. I mean, I had a couple of friends who I worked with, like I mentioned at, like, the clinics, um, that I worked with that they either knew people in it in uh, different programs or they themselves were interested in specific programs. So that's how I got a lot of like my information. And then there's also like a couple schools where I had friends who just went to the school and they really liked their program that they went to, not OT, but just a different one. So then I just happened to find that, you know, they also had an OT program. So I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. They really love the school. Like that's what made me more interested mm-hmm. in, in a program yeah. as well. And then I feel like also when you volunteer and stuff, some mm-hmm. of the, um, oh, yeah, some of the therapists, therapists do yeah. know schools or they might mention how they know somebody else who went to a different school and you just get more connections that way. Yeah. So that's, that was like probably one of the, and word of mouth is always good too, because it's, yeah. it's, it's better than just reading it, you know, and yeah, you actually have real people going through the programs or know people who mm-hmm. do. So I think that's a number one source, but there's still other sources. If you don't know anybody in yeah. the OT field or who is interested in it with you as well. Um, I know I did, um, you go on to AOTA dot org, which is the organization for occupational therapy. It's uh, American Occupational Therapy Association. That's what the acronym spells out. And in that, there's an education and jobs tab or education and careers tab. When you hit that tab, then you scroll down and find a school. And with that, there's a lot of different routes you can go. There's You can find schools that are distance. Um, you can find schools that are post-professional. You can find um, OTA assistant programs, um, things like that, as well as you can even break it down further into um, states. Or and They also show accredited programs, and then they show programs that are in the process of being accredited. So those ones are a little bit more risky. I mean, I know a yeah. couple people who have done it where their school was in it and it was fine by the time they graduated it was accredited so accredited and all of their 
um, work and stuff still counted. Yeah. But at the same time, there's still people. Yeah. yeah, there's still people. I don't know who, if that's a risk you'd want to take. Yeah, I not me. I'm uh, yeah, I'm I not would. a risk taker. Not like that. <laughs> Especially if you're lot, spending all that money. A lot of money and a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people who will take it, and then unfortunately, their school doesn't get accredited, and all of those credits don't count for anything. Um, so yeah, that's a very no, unfortunate. You. <laughs> but you you can see at least if you know if you're planning a few years ahead and you're just looking at schools while you're still an undergrad or yeah. anything like that, you can see what schools are potentially going to be ready by the time you start applying and everything. So I I really like that resource as well as like. AOTA is really big and OTs use it all the time. And it's, it's a really big thing where there's like a lot of conferences and a lot of OT practicing OTs get together and they, I feel like just share. Yeah. Or like, like LinkedIn, like they, um, you just make connections is what. Oh, okay. (laughs) Network, network was the word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where a lot of practicing OTs network and get to know, um, you know, other people from across the nation or even the world. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think using that as a source as well is cool because then you just kind of already get used to the website a little bit because a lot Mm -hmm. of people use it, um, past school and everything like that. And it has a ton of resources for you other than just finding a school. Yeah. There's a lot of info. Like if you're specifically going into a certain like area, in OT, they have different areas for like pediatrics, mm-hmm. sensory, geriatrics, and things mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah, and like any additional certifications, they have information for that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you become an OTA or an OT, you have to do CEUs, which is continuing education credits mm-hmm. um, or units. And um, they provide resources for that as well. Um, so that's just like getting used to that site, I think, is it really. And yeah. and one thing, too, is uh, when it, it tells you the program's information, and then it also includes a link straight to that school's OT uh, main page. Oh, so yeah, that that's was nice. Cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't use AOTA, but I used just the simple Google search. Hey, so <laughs> I did a couple that way, too. <laughs> Sometimes I would just search, like, top ranked OT schools and then it gives you a list from like 1 to 150 or something like that mm-hmm. or I would say OT school in and I'd say a certain state or I'd say master's County. or oh. doctorate mm-hmm. or something like that and they would lead me to different schools and then from the school you can just click in their website look at what they have to offer for that um profession mm-hmm. program 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 and um oh well our our school calls it a professional school so i mean yeah it just depends on what you're it's a professional or a graduate program the same it's pretty much the same thing yeah it's still higher education so but it'll tell you what they require like a little breakdown so basically all that info will also be into the otcast website Mm mm-hmm and it'll tell you all that. But if you want it just to see prior to even starting the application, mm-hmm. what you're going to need to do, mm-hmm. your prereqs and all that stuff, it's really helpful. Yeah. And then, again, through Google, it also takes you pretty much either close to or to the website for mm-hmm. the school. Um, you can even – I even typed in in Google uh, OT schools that don't require GRE. Yeah. Which we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about the GRE later. Because uh, I know some people still want to go that route because there are there are a lot of schools that like it or want to some require. Um, but we will talk about the GRE as well. But, yeah, I also looked up <laughs> schools that did not have the GRE. Yeah, I made a list. I was yeah, like, oh, I might do this one. Yeah, this one. yeah we'll, we'll explain our own reasons for it. But, you know, if that's your journey, that's your journey. 
Um, but what uh, Michaela had mentioned earlier is OTCAS, which is Occupational Therapy Central Application System. Um, most schools, I'll say majority, there are some schools that want you to apply through their school directly. Yeah. But most OT programs is through this website. Which is helpful, too, because it saves all the information you would do for one school. Because mm-hmm. they all require, like, a basic, like, your personal information, which is, like, the main block in there. There's, like, four main blocks, yeah. which is personal info, academic history, supporting info, and then program materials. Some mm-hmm. personal info is just, like, your name, birth citizenship, um, any kind of, like, background and contact info, like you normally do Yeah, like, for basic anything. for anything, yeah. Yeah, and then academic history is going to be all your GPAs, your transcripts from both high school and college, mm-hmm. or colleges, if you did more than one, and um, any standardized tests that you may have taken. Yeah, and with that, that transcripts, um, there's two routes you can do for that section. Mm-hmm. There's either the manual entry, like, you yourself will look at your transcripts, however it may be printed or via the website, um, and you manually input all the grades, all the classes, the names for it, and um, all that per semester, per school, which, I mean, you know, some people only go to one school. I had to put three different transcripts in. Or three. No, I had to do three. I, I yeah. did three. We had to do <laughs> I was like four three different three. schools and all the grades for those. And you had to um, like go back in each. What like yeah. it? It's, it's small, time consuming, yeah. <laughs> but it's not difficult. Yeah. Or there's a there they do offer a professional transcript entry where you pay someone to do basically a service for somebody to input the transcripts for you. I personally, I I think it is time consuming, but I don't think. It's worth, it's worth it enough it to pay somebody else to do it. I mean, you're going to be paying for the applications themselves. And yeah, you want to save that money. That. Yeah. yeah, especially if you want to go to multiple schools because they're generally, I mean, again, look at the school that you're interested in and find out the application amount, but it's generally around $70 per application. I will say if you um, pay for multiple applications at once, it is a lot cheaper than paying for one because they're going to have different deadlines. So if you pay for one mm-hmm. in the beginning, which I did, I think, or I paid for two and it was a little more than 70 per application. But then after that, I paid for like three or four altogether and it was cheaper. Yeah, I think, I think they do it where if you do pay for multiple at one time, they're cheaper. But generally the rule for most applications are about like 60, 70 per application. Mostly 70. I think closer to 70. But I think, I think there was one that I applied to that was 60. But most of them, most of them, if not, the rest of them were 70 or even, mm-hmm. maybe even 80, but around 70. <laughs> General <laughs> time. Just look at your program. It could be different by the time you uh, apply. Uh, but yeah, so that's why we both were like, I'll just I'll, yeah, I'll put my I'd rather save the money. Yeah. And then another section is going to be supporting info. So this is going to be all your experiences, like your observation hours. They're going to ask you for documentation of that. Uh, your resume. So you're going to have a school resume. You should be doing that, I believe, in undergrad. I know we our had, program did. Our program required us to have a um, resume and a cover letter. A resume and a cover Like you had to do both. And then you go to your school's writing center and they check mm-hmm. it and do it with you. Yeah. And so that's I think really it, there's helpful. A, there's a writing center, but there's also a career, like a career writing. So like they're specialized in resume writing and and cover letters and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so I would check with your school on that because your school does offer a lot of um, resources resources and opportunities for you that will help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it also does certificates. So like your BLS, 
Mm -hmm. uh, CPR. Which is basic life support. Mm -hmm. Which is a little more than just CPR. Yeah. Yeah, CPR, uh, it depends on what you do it through, um, but some BLS, they um, offer you information or training into like first aid so like mm-hmm. when to use bandages or you know, just, that's sort of easier train or uh different just different <laughs> i know <laughs> i can't um, think of words today a lot uh, of hospitals do require bls though mm-hmm. over cpr cpr yeah so cpr i feel like is more like if you're doing if you're gonna be like a coach like a swim mm-hmm. coach and stuff i think those are just cpr which cpr stands for cardiac pulmonary resuscitation um and then bls like i said is basic, basic life, life support, support. Mm-hmm. yeah so, so there it's a little bit more but it's the it's classes are similar. very similar so um you could you could do it anywhere but it is strongly recommended to do um the american heart association whatever program is backed by them and like their curriculum that's what most like hospitals and stuff like that really like to see. So if you can choose that, I mean, they, they're still very similar. Like I've done one that is a red cross. Yeah, I did red cross. Um, but th- that's just, and we did- unless you've heard different, but I, I've heard that from a lot of people and a lot of like higher ups that, or like even just applications, like they'll say BLS or CPR and they'll say, American Heart Association. Yeah. I know in undergrad, we both took the CPR class. And then after that, um, on my own time, I just did the BLS. Yeah. And it doesn't, it, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there. Like I went to a guy who had his own business for BLS and he like went to different, either went to like a high school or he went to a community center and like would just have people. Or even one time I took um, the final test for it uh, because I had already taken his class with him. I was able to just like test basically like to renew. Um, and I, I did it out of his garage. So there's like people who. <laughs> that sounds so weird. I know. It's because, it's because I didn't go to the actual class. So I was able to just mm-hmm. like do that. But um, it, so it doesn't have to be like at a hospital or anything like that. It's just the, no, yeah, the mine... curriculum that the person who's teaching it is backed by the American Heart Association. Yeah. Ours my, or ours. <laughs> my class that I ended up doing with, yeah. it was like online testing and going over a whole bunch of videos and things like that. And then when it come to like when it came to applying it, we all met up in they had like their own suite in a building mm-hmm. that we did it in. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just uh, ask around either ask around. I know some you can always Google it too. That's too. Or <laughs> if you if you work at a hospital, I know that they they uh, might offer they it offer at it. a discount uh-huh. too. Yeah. I know ours did when I worked um when I worked at the outpatient clinic, they offered it, but it was, I, I think I didn't do it because I had class during that time. So that's why I, yeah. I didn't go through them. Cause I, it, I wouldn't have had to pay. It mm-hmm. would have been free, but it just, it just wasn't, it didn't work out yeah. <laughs> for me. For mine. Yeah. I try to make it balance with my jobs at that time. So I had to, I actually just asked for the day off and work. Yeah. Like, hey, Cause you have to pay for, or you don't pay, but you schedule the Mm-hmm. the in-person yeah part so and then aside from all of that there is going to be program materials so this um means any extra requirements per like each school because each school might have or might request more than just all that basic info which you're going to turn in and they'll receive so some of those might be just like essays um any additional questionnaires that they might have on that site for you to answer and um, paper requirements. So even like aside from your observation hours, they might 
require you to get their own sheet signed by the OT or therapist that you were you were shadowing or yeah. observing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so depends. yeah, so like just to reiterate those first three sections: the personal info, the academic history, and then the supporting information documents and stuff like that. Um, those are things that all of the programs will be getting and what they require. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in program materials there like she said it's like the additional stuff like school i mean i most of them most of them weren't a, a ton i know one of them had um i think like a short essay it wasn't mm-hmm. like anything you know crazy it wasn't like i had to write yeah. a book or anything like that and then um most of them were just ex- additional questionnaires that had like i had to write like a couple paragraphs for a couple of questions but mm-hmm. it wasn't like a formal essay like here write an essay it was just yeah. it was more like essay questions. There was one school though that did want mm-hmm. I didn't end up applying because it was just too late and I already applied mm-hmm. to so many. Yeah. Or not so many, but a handful. Yeah. Um it required I have two essays. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm burnt out on this right now. Yeah. <laughs> My it, brain's on overload. Yeah, it it's very stressful. I mean, I think the earlier you can get it done, the the cycle the opens. Uh, I believe in like June or end of June, June, sorry, <laughs> June. <laughs> I was saying June and July together. Um, the application cycle is either the end of June or the beginning of July. I think it's the end of June. Um, and so if you can, you know, get that started and get that going, ask for your letters of rec, which I believe goes in the supporting info. So yeah, the, you're gonna need that. You need, need at least three usually. At least three, and then depending on the school. Is whether or not they want um, an additional, uh, like sometimes an, an additional. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes even more than three. But if they specify, like some, most schools want like two OTs or a therapist or something like that that you worked with or shadowed with. And then they want like an academic professor or something in academia just so that they can vouch for you being able to excel mm-hmm. in their program. Yeah, but, I, think I did an OT. Mm-hmm. My boss at one of my jobs mm-hmm. and oh somebody else um the boss at another place I um internshiped at hmm. yeah I did three OTs um but one of them she's actually for the department that I worked at she was the head for that department so it qualified technically she was still an OT but it qualified more as like just somebody higher up manager type thing for the program um, so I was able to use that be- because it, for myself, I know I would encourage you in undergrad to get to know at least one or two professors. Um, I got to know one of them and I got, you know, close enough that I was going to ask him for it, but I just, mm-hmm. there, I didn't keep in touch after and it was just, you know, I just it's didn't just feel right about yeah, it. Yeah, uncomfortable. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, hey, remember me? Okay, yeah. I need this. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. No. That's why, that's why I didn't go that route. I could have, but I, I just didn't feel comfortable integrity wise. Um, and as well as, you know, it, it can get difficult. I mean, I think we mentioned before that we worked two jobs. Um, yeah. So it's hard to like, they have office hours, but mm -hmm. usually those hours, I mean, I encourage you to go if you're having a hard time, hundred percent, but if you're not, and you're not seeing a reason to go. You should still try to go, but I understand, like, work gets in the way. I would just, as soon as class was yeah. in, I'd drive right to work yeah. and get to work yeah. until, like, 9, 10 o'clock at yeah. night. Or they, or they offered office hours during another class. Oh, yeah. Which is that, always frustrating. Yeah, that was really <laughs> was frustrating. Like, oh, 
But if you, even if you don't go to office hours, like maybe hang back, talk to your professor. Cause yeah. most, at least I can, as much as I can think, I don't think there's anyone that left before the students. Most professors stay until yeah. they, until unless everyone's they out of the class. Like yeah, they're they like, something. Hey, I gotta go now. But like majority so of the done. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, but most of the time the professor would stay until you know, all the people leave. So even if you can't go to office hours, just be like, oh, hey, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, ask, come up with a question, even if you don't have one, you know, yeah. just to get them to get to know you. And, you know, there's potential you can. You even know, send an email to everyone. Oh, yeah, while. that too. And like asking a question in. and mm-hmm. seeing, yeah, things like that. Or like I also took multiple classes of one professor that I really enjoyed, which would have been somebody I would have asked. Yeah. Because they even remember you when they take role too, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, hey!" Or yeah, or like they skip your name, and like, "Oh, I already know you're here." Yeah, that's <laughs> when you know you started making connections. So yeah. it'll be less stressful. But yeah, I would say like continue with it, which is kind of hard. But I feel like with LinkedIn, after you've had them as mm-hmm. a professor, I would try to see if you can add them on there. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, LinkedIn. It was. <laughs> I felt so old, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like networking yeah, and stuff. I, but yeah. I think LinkedIn is is really great. Like I've actually made connections with a couple people um, that went to our undergrad, mm-hmm. and um, just like hey, not like, like your work too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sometimes they know like work. other people mm-hmm. that are in other programs. Yeah, so it's like it's really helpful. Yeah. But I would say for a t- or a professor, mm-hmm. I wouldn't add them until after you took that one class that semester. Yeah. And, and then after, done. so it seems more professional because then if you end up taking another class with them, then it's already set in stone. Yeah. Yeah. I think these are just a couple of ways that you could try to get that. Because I will say they, some require, but some prefer you to have at least one professor. Yeah. Like, so like I said, just, you know, Try to find that connection if you can. It can be difficult. I mean, we've experienced that where it is, but there's there's several things that you could at least attempt to do. Um, but at least as long as you have OTs, even even a PT wouldn't be terrible. Mm-mm. But they they do prefer at OT, least one OT. I at least that one for sure. OT. Yeah. Um, again, like we said, just check your the school that you're interested in requirements. And there is a section. I'm not sure if it's in the program materials area, but there is a section where it kind of breaks down like what the specific school requires as far as like GPA or classes and like those basic requirements. So it's all in one place. Yeah. It's, and it, it's in that last part, mm-hmm. the program materials. And so it it'll has be per a, class and then it has a tab you click down and then you input the grades that you had for those or you, it'll ask for like certain classes and then from the la- the classes you input for um, your uh, transcripts and stuff, mm-hmm. it'll pop up the list and then you yeah. click the class that applies to that specific requirement. Well, there's that, there's that that they require that way they, it's a lot easier for them to be like, okay, you've met this requirement, you've taken this class. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's actually another section where it just tells you, like, you can go and see what that school's requirements. It's not the ones that you put in, but it'll just say, like, it wants oh, that. So it's I just, on that like, tab. It. It's their first tab yes. on that So it's, it's there thing. is a spot, like, a central spot that you can go to for all the schools that you're interested. Because you have to add each school yeah. in there. And it also has the deadline. So not mm-hmm. every school has the same deadline. Yeah. Um, so I would also keep that in mind as well. Um, obviously, the earlier, the better. Yeah, I had one school that was due the 1st of September. Yeah. 
<laughs> I barely started, started in, like, August. later July. Yeah. 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 I remember I had one of those, too. Or, and then I had one that was, like, March of next year. So it's, like, yeah, you might as well get it done if you can. Or some of them are rolling. Yeah, which that's means you can apply anytime. So yeah, any the, part of the, year. the difference between that is, um, well, rolling also just means is like they they accept on a first come first serve basis. So once they've accepted their, so they there's not they don't really have a deadline necessarily, but once they've met their threshold for like okay, they are only accepting thirty. Program. Yeah, if they're exactly. only accepting thirty students, then once they find that thirtieth student, then they're not going to accept anymore. For that one, but then they might accept you for the following year. Yeah, for for that year. I'm saying for that one. So, like, they don't have a deadline, but once that 30 is up, it's up. That's the deadline. Yeah. So, they don't have a date, but they have a that sort of uh, requirement for the move on. And then also for some of the requirements, like we talked about, is the GRE. Mm-hmm. So, that would be in the supporting info. They're going to ask for any standardized test you take, which would be the GRE, which is a graduate mm-hmm. record examinations. Mm-hmm. And in there, um, you would upload, I believe, what you got in each section. So there's three sections. You could do the general, which is the regular GRE, or the subject. But mm-hmm. I believe the schools just want the basic one, not the subject. I think the subject I, is for more OT. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the subject is more for like a math or an engineer type. Yeah, um, or like or like a physical therapist might like because there's a for the subject test. There's uh, chemistry, math, physics, and psychology. Mm-hmm. So I believe that physics is a big part of PT. And that's like a lot of PT school programs require a mm-hmm. physics class. So that might look better for them. But again, yeah. the GRE, I mean, we're going to go over a little bit, but we don't, we didn't take it. So no. I we, was planning too. Yeah. But too many things came up. Yeah, I mean, and it, I and could have prioritized it more. I it's think, also but... more money. Yeah, it, that was another burden because I was already, I already just paid for all those applications, yeah. and I was like, oh, I have no more money to squeeze out. Yeah, that was that was my main reason for one. I get really bad test anxiety, but two, it's a lot. It's a lot mm-hmm. for a test. It's a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. To me, the GRE just reminded me of, like, the SAT net. It basically is. That's what ACT. everyone, because I know a couple of people who've taken it, and they they say the same thing. It's just, like, a SAT or ACT combined on steroids. <laughs> so, the ge- yeah. yeah, the general GRE is about three hours and 45 minutes, and then the subject test, which is only one that she mentioned, which yeah. is chem, math, physics, or psych, is two hours and 50 minutes. So yeah, that's a long time. And they, they run it straight through. They don't break it up. Uh-uh. So, I mean, you can get it all done early, but then you're also just kind of like, <laughs> you're taking all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, I mean, if there if there's a program you really want to and they require the GRE, take it. I mean, it opens way more doors for you. Yeah, there's a lot more. There's a lot more schools that require it. But if it's something that you're like, mm, unsure about and there's a school that you find that doesn't need it, then I would say save your money. I mean, there, there's plenty of schools out there that don't require it. Yeah, just do your research. Yeah, whatever you feel is is right for you. And then there's also a couple of ways that you can study for it. I mean, the ways that I know of. You can buy books. Yeah, you can buy books. I had a friend who just went to like Barnes and Noble and got the GRE test prep book and and workbook, and they did that, which is similar to the SAT one. I don't know if you did that, but I did that. Um, as well as like a, most colleges or even junior colleges will offer a 
test prep yeah for it so like an actual class resources at school yeah so and they help you schedule it too yeah i know that because i remember um people or students in my undergrad talk about it with the professors and some of the professors were taking it because they wanted to um, continue their education yeah i would look in like the academic um building like a it's like an academic resources uh, group or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, for your school, I don't know exactly, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you could go to your school's, what you know, whatever they call it. They're either their academic resources center or for ours, it was like our university learning center. And they can help you either guide you to ways to study or they could help you with scheduling itself, as well as if you take a course in studying, um, they'll either take you to those people or they themselves will help you uh, mm-hmm. schedule it. But I did have a friend who didn't go to either of those routes. She actually did this website called magoosh.com. Oh, yeah, they have apps, too, for your phone. Yeah, so Oops, if you want to study iPhone. on your phone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's for Android, too. Okay. Um, but it basically, it's an app that you can get or even just a website on your computer and you can use um either or to study but there's it's not even just the gre i was looking it up and there's actually several different tests on there so like people who are like take the mcat or um, oh yeah all stuff they, yeah. they're that website is really good and it's pretty affordable um but she she really loved it and it helped her she said she's she said she scored really well but <laughs> they, she her. scored really well <laughs> Jerry, um from that and she said that was really helpful and it, it really and there's like various ways that they they give you either worksheets or they can give you flashcards or they give you uh practice exams and stuff like that to really get you prepared for the test so That's anytime really yeah anytime anyone recommends it or asks i recommend it um to look into magoosh Yes, it's, yeah, it's M- spelled the way it sounds. M-A-G-O-O-S-H, right? Uh, I think it's, yeah. <laughs> Google will tell you. <laughs> yeah, Google will tell you. Yeah, uh, Magoosh. Uh, but that's, a lot, uh, and I think I've talked about someone else too, and or I've recommended it to somebody, and they're you know, like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I really wanted to mm-hmm. help prepare. But yeah, so that's kind of the Jerry. If you feel like you want to take it, I'd say oh, go for it. Yep, you got it. I mean, do that. What thing. do you got to lose? I mean, you I mean, can, you know, <laughs> yeah. Besides, I'm like, sorry, poor people. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it'll allow you to apply to those other schools that you might really want to go yeah. to. So. I think, I think, if I could afford it, I probably would have taken it. Same. Just because there were a couple programs that I wanted to at least apply for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just, I just didn't because I didn't wasn't going to take it. But yeah, so those are just a couple of resources. I'm sure there's more out there. Um, those are just the ones that we've, you know, heard of mm-hmm. from other people. Um, and another thing that's very, very, very important if you cannot when afford applying. school, <laughs> yeah, when applying, is FAFSA, financial aid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you've already done it in undergrad. That's where you get your grants, your scholarships, your loans. If you if you don't qualify for the others, mm-hmm. and in grad school it's very hard to get free money, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, 
it does provide you with some loan options if you decide to go that route. Mm -hmm. um, I did another student loan, but through like a bank. Mm -hmm. So just do your research on how you're going to want to pay for school if you don't have that money saved up. Because if you do, I'm very surprised and power to you, but that's a lot of money. Yeah. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, very lucky for you. Yeah. But some students get got scholarships because I've mm -hmm. heard um, some people in our cohort mention a few times that they're on a scholarship, mm -hmm. which actually shocked me because I didn't know how they got it. But mm -hmm. I just know yeah. scholarships. Scholarships are open to any part if you're undergrad or graduate school, but grants, it's very limited. There's very limited grants for graduates. Yeah, um, it stinks. Yeah, but I do know that. If you didn't get a scholarship your first semester, once you're in that school mm -hmm. and they get like a view of, of how you do in classes mm -hmm. and your background, that's when you start to qualify for more scholarships. Yeah. As, Merit based. Yeah. The further you get into school and all your classes. Yeah. So, so definitely apply. Keep applying. Yeah. You have to apply every year. Yes. Opens in October. Mm -hmm. First of October. And then I always say to be safe, do it by at least by March of next year if you can't get it right away. Yeah. Because I think the deadline's in April, but I just don't know the date. Yeah, I don't either because I always tell do myself I, I do it either in October and if October <laughs> fails me, then I go to November. And, and that's it. I do not. I Because the thing is, is if you get it in first. first come, first serve basis. Yeah, so. for, most, for most schools, it's first come, first serve. So if you... If you and let's say Johnny have this <laughs> similar qualifications, but you apply first and you both, you know, can have it, but there's only enough money for one and you did it first, you're going to get, get it. it. Yeah. So that's why I just, you know, get it in, get it over with. It's, it's not too difficult, especially once you fill it out once, because you could just uh, restart an application with the existing information. And mm -hmm. all you do is just double check like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's next. Go to the next page. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, nothing's changed. It. Mm -hmm. Well, helpful tool to use on it is the I uh, because it always asks for your taxes and things like that. Mm -hmm. The IRS electronical, um, it's like an IRS revenue tool, yeah. yeah. It says electrical revenue tool, yeah. I think, or something. It, like that. it basically just goes to the IRS. all the info for you mm -hmm. so you don't have to put it in manually yeah. and try to find all well, your tax returns. One helpful hint, too, which I know it's it's difficult, especially if you're not working. Um, but if you can, I would find a way to be what's called an independent student because you would qualify for more help, even in undergrad. Because yeah. I, I was the first couple years in school, I was dependent. I worked a little bit, but not enough to really um, like qualify uh, because I wasn't really paying for that many bills um, at that time. So I qualified as a dependent. So they took into account my parents' money, not yeah. my money. And I did not get any help. And then once I was able to make enough money, pay taxes and all that, then I was independent. If your parents still claim you on their taxes, that, that means you're dependent. As so well. it's mm -hmm. not going to work for you. So in your favor, they, lose a, they lose out on a little bit of money <laughs> because they got, a, they got their dependent out but in the long run it'll help you out for school because once I did that then I started getting I got it was just a small grant it wasn't a lot it's for undergrad but it's better than nothing yeah it's yeah. I think it was like for 600 it's 600 more than I had the first semester or the semester before mm -hmm. um which really helped for like books and parking passes because those are ridiculous oh my gosh 300 dollars <laughs> 
for a semester. For a semester. And you're not even guaranteed a space. That's what made me so mad. I was like, I know. In undergrad, it was really bad. Parking oh now gosh. for us isn't too bad, but yeah, we also really have better. a we also have a separate campus. So for us, it's really nice. Yeah, but but yeah, so uh, it's <laughs> it's I I know it's hard, and I know it might be a little bit of a hardship at first for your parents, depending on what your guys's financial situation is. Um, but I would say if you're like if you're in the middle class, which at the time. Well, we still are, but if you're in the middle class where you can't afford it, but you're also not like on the streets, um, it's, it's hard to get money. I mean, my parents made an okay amount. It wasn't, we weren't struggling, but at least that you was, know of. Yeah. Yeah. Parents always put up a front. That's true. But we, it wasn't like we were penny pinching so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We were, we were still blessed, but mm-hmm it's it's hard to get money that way and so if you can i would recommend trying to qualify as independent and if you have the time try to apply for scholarships yeah and you, can, all- you can search them up on google yeah and they'll just require maybe an, a small essay sometimes some of them just want a paragraph yeah all of them are just about your background or hardship you faced there's mm-hmm. a lot you can do yeah. a lot of different things yeah but because if you if you, if you a few are, minutes can give you fifty dollars, hundred dollars, thousand dollars. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Yeah, you could either research research it through the school um, as well, and like email the financial aid department and just be like, hey, like I was just wondering, like, what merit based scholarships do you offer, or what scholarships, or can you point me in a direction to find scholarships that I can at least apply to, yeah. or anything like that. I mean, for us, there's like they just told us about two like that we didn't know about in the beginning of our semester, but then they're like, Oh, Hey, there's these scholarships, like check these out if you mm-hmm. qualify or if you want to, you know, check it out or whatever. So, I mean, reach out. I mean, that's, that's what they're paid to do. They're paid to give you resources for financial aid. You can also gain money because your school might do research projects mm-hmm. and they might need participants. And mm-hmm. sometimes they, um, as an incentive, they'll give like 50 bucks mm-hmm. or even a card mm-hmm. or a card. I mean, if that's like your meal, yeah for the week or whatever yeah but um you can get money that way too yeah as long as it's not super invasive i'd say go for it yeah especially if you have a kinesiology department i mean i participated yeah they do a lot i participated in a couple of them and they weren't anything difficult i mean they tell you what they're looking for obviously Mm -hmm. you have to qualify to be study but requirements if you have one i'd say if you have free time and there's one that you qualify for and it's interesting to you even if it's not interesting but it's interesting to you and they have an incentive for you why not i would just do it yeah there's a few i wanted to do but i couldn't because my work schedule yeah some some of them um will open up as well to get more participants Mm because it is hard for them so even if they like tell you okay we're only testing these days you could always be like hey like you know i'm actually working during this time and i can't get it off is there any way we can do it another time Mm mm-hmm so most, eh, I had a couple that worked with me and then a couple that were like, no, these are the only times that I could do. So it's like, okay, well, at least you tried. But definitely mm-hmm. that's another way you can gain some income to help out with anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's some interesting ones, but that was fun. That, that's a, a, an experience as well. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you can connect with people too. Yeah. Especially and, uh, in the I'd, same field as you. I would say that's even field. helpful or it can be helpful for interview like 
if they're just talking about, you know, what you do in undergrad, like, oh, it's yeah, hard, it's, it's especially hard done. if you're in, you know, or if you're working all the time, like, it's, like, we didn't join any clubs in undergrad because we didn't have time. No, the only time, you, I only joined one club in community college. Yeah. That's so right, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I did not, not because I didn't want to, but it was just, I already had a lot going on with work and school that it was just, it was too much for me. But yeah. if you do, if, you know, if that's you, at least you can be like, you know, like, you know, I worked and I did this and, but, you know, I did help out and I participated in these cool um, research projects that people were uh, doing at the time. And at least that looks good. And that's also a talking point because a lot of these professors love research. <laughs> There's so many that love research. Oh, so they, yeah. they would probably be like, oh, cool. What was the study? Or what did they have you do? Or, you know, it's it's just something to talk it's a good about. talking point. Mm-hmm. A way to connect with them. Yeah, I got lucky with one of my interviewers for the school that uh, he also had a kinesiology background like me and or us. And um, I just say me because it was me at the interview. <laughs> uh, but, but like us. Uh, and we, for like, I'd say a good like five minutes of the interview, we just talked about kinesiology. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, it's helpful. It's, That'll make you more uh, memorable. Mm-hmm. Making connections like mm-hmm. that. I'm not saying you have to have a kinesiology degree. It works the same way for like a psychology anything. degree or sociology or anything like that. But if you just show your passion, I feel like that's how they, mm-hmm. um, you'll catch their eye. Yeah. We'll talk more about interviews next time. And yeah. yeah. So, you know, just to recap everything, reach out to, you know, people you might know who are either in OT programs might know some people might know people or they themselves are looking into it google google's your best friend even (laughs) even (laughs) in grad school yeah oh my gosh google is your best friend um now the sources is a little bit different but google itself (laughs) (laughs) um aota.org that's you know that's you don't have to use it to find schools but it is something that you should look into because i mean for our program they we had to get a student membership. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was through the school, but we still, we got a student membership through them. Yeah. Which it's, it's a really great resource. And it for gives a lot you of like opportunity things. to see like articles and journals mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah. If you, if really you're interested helpful. in reading research, like we were just talking about, um, mm-hmm. they post a lot on there pertaining to occupational therapy. Yeah. Um, OTCAS, again, that's occupational therapy, centralized application service. It's also your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's your, it makes it makes it so much easier because like we were talking about the transcripts and inputting it, you only have to put it in once versus seven or eight times, however many people you're or places you're applying to. Um GRE. So de- definitely that GRE talked about that a little bit. Just again, use use Google. <laughs> <laughs> use Google, use friends, stuff like that, and then FASFA. Get it done man just get it done it's <laughs> yeah. it's once you've done it once it doesn't take that long either mm-hmm. so i mean the first time might take a little longer because you're new to it if you haven't done it before mm-hmm. but um it's not that long of a process yeah. so just get out of the way yeah just take less it, than an hour so yeah make it a goal to finish it in october yeah get it in oh and another thing that we um hadn't mentioned is you uh can add up to 10 schools so if you're uh, doing it 
and you're applying to schools, you can put up, up to, to 10, 10 that you're applying to. That you're applying to. So it doesn't even matter if you don't get in as long as it's in there. It'll just send the info to them. Uh-huh. And uh, you can even, if like, let's say you're applying to 10, but then you end up adding like a couple more, but there's like a couple that you had already applied to that you know it's just not going to work out. You can go back into and your FAFSA and edit it. And so you can delete the schools mm-hmm. that maybe you didn't get into, didn't get an interview, or you just don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. And then you can add in the other schools yeah. that you applied to. Yeah. But it, I mean, I think it's neat. Like I when I did it and you know, you never know if you're going to get in not being discouraging. You just, you just don't know. know. Um, so I even still added, um, my community college that I was taking my prereqs at. I added that just in case, you know, I still was going to take more classes because for me, I mean, it could be different for you, but for me, I was on the cusp of, if I didn't get in, I would have to retake a couple classes because they Uh. expire within five years. So I have like, I think I have like one class, but if I took that one, then I would have like another class. So it was like kind of like a running thing. But anyway, that's always good a good, prepare. that's always a good backup too, just in case. Cause I, I didn't have 10 schools, but I, you know, I had some room, but so yeah, up to 10 schools. And yeah, that, I think that's, that's it for today. Is there any closing remarks you want before we say um, goodbye? Just do your research, honestly. Yeah. That's how you're going to find out all your information yeah. for the school. And then the OT cast is going to mm-hmm. guide you on what you need to do. Uh, Jerry, up to you. Yeah. Um, if you feel like you want to apply to those other schools that require it, go ahead, take it. Um, study for it. You know, actually, like, put your mind to it because yeah. you don't want to waste that time. You don't want to waste that time. Or, or that money. <laughs> <laughs> and then, again, FAFSA. Sorry, we, we <laughs> money is a big thing. <laughs> yeah, for yes. the first time, we're actually enjoying Top Ramen. Yeah, as multiple we've, meals per. We were talking day, about that like we, per day. We've we've peaked uh, college again. Yeah, <laughs> we've come full circle. <laughs> full circle. You see sure. it in like movies and everything. And I did have like top ramen every once in a while, but the amount I've had this beginning semester, oh my gosh, it tops everything. <laughs> <laughs> so much top ramen. <laughs> so much. So uh, yeah, but yeah. So I hope this was helpful, and have a great uh, OT day. Have a great OT day. Have a great application process. You got this. (laughs) No big deal. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next time on Taking on OT. Bye.